This podcast is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. We understand that some of our opinions will not be shared with many people and hope you can still bear with us in order to hear amazing Wisconsin-based stories. We are not licensed therapists or able to give legal advice by any means. Our show notes will provide all of our source materials included for each episode. Now Now on on to to the the show. Welcome back to All the Sins of Wisconsin. I'm Fallon, and I am here with Mims. How are you? I'm good. Good? Yeah. Yeah. Anything new and exciting? Um, not really. I was just here two days ago, so <laughs> not much has changed. No, it's been kind of a quiet week. Yeah, just work, and I was just telling you how I've been bumming it for... Last night I watched two movies back-to-back. Are I- they good? One was okay. I watched uh, Red Eye. Okay. It has that guy from Peaky Blinders, so I think I thought I was gonna like it because mm-hmm. in Peaky Blinders he's very hot. Okay. Have you watched the show? I don't think so. Okay. But in this movie, he has this really off-putting haircut, mm. so I can't get past that. But it has Rachel McAdams in it, so I can appreciate her. Yeah. But it was all right. I mean. I wasn't thrilled. No. Um, the other one... No, I watched a show. I lied. I watched Broad <laughs> City. I started that. Is that good? Yeah, it's really good. It reminds me of... Oh, uh, like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but like... Oh, okay. But like two chicks just like doing their own thing. And they're they're ballers. I like them. So yeah. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Mm-hmm. I've just been watching basketball. Oh, oh, I can't relate. I'm a basketball fanatic. Oh my god! So you know, like all like the things that happen in basketball. See, I don't even know like <laughs> the terms or anything. Yeah, I played basketball. Oh, my kids all play that. Well, my sons play basketball. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, I know your kids do. Yeah, and um, we're big. Big Bucks fans. Mm. I took the boys to their first Bucks game a couple weeks ago. Oh my god, how they like that. They loved it, mm-hmm. especially my youngest one. He was just going crazy. <laughs> but it was sad because Giannis is the star and he couldn't play that day because he was sick. All I hear is Giannis this, Giannis that. Well, and... he's amazing. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, and he's a good human too. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah, he's a sweetheart. And he, like, after they won the championship, he was just like, cruising around Milwaukee, like, talking to the people. Like, he was in line at Chick-fil-A. Oh. Ordering chicken nuggets. Like and, a like, real person. With his trophy, with the championship oh. trophy. He <laughs> yeah. stole it from the team. Oh, my God. Oh, so he could drive around with it. Yeah. Yeah. And he was, like, letting people look at it, taking pictures oh, with them. That's like, cool. He'll go to the mall and take pictures with everybody. And... Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. They won last night against the Warriors, so that was nice. Well, yeah, my son, my youngest son, he's really getting big into, like, knowing the backstories of the players. Oh, okay. Stuff like that. Okay. He, like, he's getting really into, like, sitting and watching basketball now instead of just playing, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool. Yeah, you guys can bond over that. Yeah. That's cool. Scream at the TV together. <laughs> <laughs> I can't relate to that. Like, I can't. I when people get upset about like games like that or even like when they play video games and they get super upset about the results are you one of those people I do not play video games but my son that turned 12 yesterday yeah he screams the entire time he plays oh my god I can't handle that and it drives my husband crazy and I think it's hilarious yeah and he's like clearly you're losing (laughs) (laughs) yeah everybody in the house knows what's going on (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's so funny. Oh, my God. It's my, very intense for him. Yeah, my best friend's brother, when I would be over at their house, when we were in high school and he was, like, graduated, 
we could hear him from the basement mm-hmm. screaming and like you could tell that he chucked like the the, the <laughs> what the console thing the controller the controller like and he's bought many controllers yeah. and just irate so it's it's serious business yeah apparently i don't really get the video game thing no i don't like to sit down that long oh man I like to, on certain days, I, I'm i like a lounge lizard. Yeah. But other days, I'm go, go, go. Yeah. I would like to be able to sit down and relax, but I did that for two weeks, so no, I don't Yeah, then you caught up on that, yeah. <laughs> I caught up on it. Yeah. Run, run, run. Yeah. They have a tournament tomorrow, so I'll be at the high school the entire day. day. I have oh. to volunteer all morning, and then they, my son plays in the afternoon. Oh, wow. Good luck with that. Bring a book. Can you bring a book? Is that rude? I don't know. <laughs> well, you can always pop like an earbud in and people won't really notice. Oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah. I can listen to podcasts. There we go. <laughs> Just wear your hair down and nobody's going to be able to tell. I know. Speaking of that, the other yeah. day I was at the store. I had my earbuds in. I was talking to my husband and my oh, hair was down. Yeah. And I- <laughs> Oh my god, I could picture you now. I was just walking around the hardware store yeah. and it looked like I was talking, talking to myself. To I got Ugh. in the car, I was like, do you think they thought I was talking to myself? Because they kept looking at me weird. And Absolutely. Like, my hair was down, it was wavy that day, there's no way you were seeing I had an earbud in. No. Definitely was talking to myself. I think that to myself whenever I see that, like people must be just having the earphones in nowadays because yeah. I, I see that all too often. So I just assume <laughs> nowadays... Sometimes I do talk to myself. <laughs> you know, there's nothing wrong with that. The other day I was making TikToks in mm-hmm. my office and my friend Renata walked by. Yeah. And she thought that you were here with me. <laughs> That's how much you were talking to yourself. Oh, my God. <laughs> I came out to talk to her and she's like, is Mims here? And I said, no. And she said, I just heard you having a whole conversation. Oh, my God. And I was like, I was talking to myself. Oh, my gosh. Like, I like that she witnessed that, though. <laughs> it was so funny. She's yeah. Like, You're a little crazy. Yeah. Like, I'm making TikToks. Just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I have one thing to bring up. Okay. I messed up on the last uh, episode. Uh the Elizabeth Wagner Remembrance Facebook page was actually for a different Elizabeth Wagner who also died, oh, okay. who also passed away. They looked really similar. And what I thought was that maybe like her family put pictures of her when she was younger. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, I could see it maybe. And then I like really looked at it because I'm like, I don't know, because I had like some sort of feeling that I was wrong. So I went back. It was completely different. This little girl actually passed away when she was 13. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so it's not the Elizabeth Wagner Andropolis. It's a different Elizabeth. So respects to both. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. You going first today? Yeah, I'm going first. You got something good for us? I think you're going to move to Whitewater after this episode. I'm going to move there? Yeah, you're moving. Okay. Are you ready to move? Pack your bags? I am, actually. <laughs> You're like very scared. No, okay. So. I am scared. <laughs> they can see the look on my face. I'm like, I don't know what you got yeah. going on. You're the lo- no. It's a. It's gonna be awesome for you. Okay, I'm, I'm here for it. Going into the witchy history of the city of Whitewater, also known as the Second Salem, Ooh, and I the have... witches of Whitewater legends. I have not heard about. Me this. neither. Me neither. I'm intrigued. Yeah. So, I got my sources from Only in Your State, Royal Purple News, Wikipedia, Whitewater Chambers, Cult of Weird. I love Cult of Weird. Have you been on there? I haven't gone on there yet, but I've heard you mention it a couple of times. Cult of Weird is awesome. I get all of my weird, spooky shit there, and they have, like, a really cool layout. It's awesome. I'm going to have to check that out. I feel like you'd really like it. I really like weird stuff. Mm -hmm. And cults. Yes. (laughs) We all do. Uh, unknown gender history and uh, paranormal. Oh, sorry, uww.edu paranormal investigation. That was the last source. Okay. So here's a little background on Whitewater before we jump in. It's a city located in Walworth and Jefferson counties in Wisconsin. 
um, I think it's big enough to cover two counties. I see that a lot. Um, like kind of like New London has two counties too, which is yeah. Appleton has three. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Outagamie, uh, Winnebago, and Calumet. For Appleton? Yep. I'm gonna have to look into that. If you go on the east side, yeah. On one side of Oneida, it's Calumet, and the other side is Winnebago. No. Yep. What? Okay. Weird. You just shook me. <laughs> <laughs> when you deal with crime, you learn these things. Yeah. Wow. Because you can be in Appleton and get Calumet County charges, and then you have to go to Chilton. Oh, my God. I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, it is near the southern portion of the Kettle Moraine State Forest, uh, but it is mostly known for being the home of University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Mm-hmm. It has a small town feel to it, even though it is a college town, uh, as it only has about a 15,000 uh, population. I didn't realize it had that small of a population. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think it's very, like, transient with the people that come in and out just because they just go there for school. But I think like the actual residents are, you know, have been there for a long time and it's very small town feel. Um, However, if you dig a bit deeper and if you are a sinner like us, a true lover of mysterious and occult, if you will, you'll quickly learn it's anything but a sleepy little old town. It is dubbed, like I said before, the second Salem You may wonder why, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you. It's brimming with legends of witches and other eerie happenings. In the late 1800s, speaking and seeing ghosts was considered fairly normal, and spiritualism is a belief or a religion based on talking to the dead, but more so through mediums. Have you Mm. looked into spiritualism? I kind of practice spiritualism. I'm a witch. Yeah. But I can't talk to dead people. That yeah. kind of makes me sad. Like, uh, <laughs> I know there's people that have, I don't know what's a clairvoyance. Is that a thing? It is. Clairvoyance yeah. is if you can see into the future. Oh, see into the future. Okay. I'm claircognizant. So sometimes I just know things. What do it's you mean? It's like the little voice in your head that tells you things okay. that you don't know how you know. Okay, I I often feel like that I have that too because sometimes I feel like either somebody is not saying something mm-hmm. to me or they have a mood about them um, or something's like off. Yeah. And then I have to pry and pry and then later on it's like, yeah, I'm upset about this or like some something weird happens later. And I'm like, huh. Yeah, you can probably feel people's energy too. Like I can feel people's energy. Okay. You can probably do that. Too. I think I think that's what I got, the energy. Yeah, that's a good gift to have. It is because I like to resolve situations. Mm-hmm. I don't like them to be a whole thing later on. So my problem is though, I know you're upset, so I'm going to keep asking you why you're upset, right? Even though you <laughs> keep telling me I'm fine and fine. No, you're not. Let yeah. me. I I just want to know the truth. Yeah, people should just be honest. Yeah. It's not that hard. Mm-mm. Uh, So I'm going to touch base on spiritualism, as it is a big factor of Whitewater's history. Uh, Spiritualism's birthplace in the United States is considered to be from the Fox Sisters of Hydesville, New York, but migrated into Wisconsin with the help of Morris Pratt. It is believed that Whitewater's legends began back in 1889 when the Morris Pratt Institute was built which was called the Spook Temple by all the other unaffiliated residents. So people that just weren't part of the Institute were just like, yeah, that's the weird place. (laughs) It was the most expensive home in town, which included two auditorium halls where one could sit nearly 400 people. It had a living quarters uh, and facilities for up to 50 students seeing as many as 45 at a time and its height from 1910 and through 1915 the institute was known for teaching spiritualism which was popular belief during the 1800s as i said before it had regular lectures uh they were given on psychic subjects and paranormal activities 
students came from around the country to study at the institute. And the third floor was off limits to everyone but members of the spiritualist church. The space was hollowed, a hollowed chamber where everything was painted white, um, a space not to be profaned by a non-believer, which was stated by an editor in the local paper back then. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and not even, they didn't even give him access to it either. So they couldn't, he was just told like, can't go in there. This is a white room. You're not allowed. <laughs> hmm. You probably didn't want their like negative non-believer energy in their space. Yeah. I mean, that's their business, honestly. Mm-hmm. The Institute functioned for about 40 years until in 1932, funding for the Institute dried up during the Depression, forcing the school to close its doors. The Institute sold the building in 1946, and the new owners briefly opened it as a rest home for aged spiritualists, which I thought was kind of nice. It is. Later, it was used as a girls' dormitory for the nearby Wisconsin Teachers College. It was then torn down in 1961 and replaced with a new office for the Wisconsin Telephone Company on the corner of Center Street and Fremont. And after selling the building in Whitewater, the school moved to Milwaukee, where it exists to this day. Really? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Remaining one of the few places in the world dedicated, dedicated to the study of telepathy, clairvoyance, mediumship, and psychic surgery. Didn't go, I didn't go into the psychic, psychic surgery just because this is a long one anyways, but I'm really interested to know what that is. I think it's like removing bad energy <clears throat> or like spirits that attach to you maybe. Oh, okay. I could see that. We should go there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into all of this, so I'm down. Uh, most graduates go on to serve in one of of more than 90 churches and camps around the country that belong to the National Spiritualist Association. One of Wisconsin's earliest supporters of spiritualism was Nathaniel P. Tallmage, who was a senator from New York, who was appointed the third governor of the Wisconsin Territory in 1845. Uh, Nathaniel had recently purchased land in the territory in preparation for his retirement, but he decided to move his family there when he accepted the governorship. In 1845, his 19-year-old William... Her son, William, visited from law school to see the family's new home and fell in love with a large hill on the property, telling his family that one day when he died, he wanted to be buried there. Just two weeks later, William's life came to an abrupt end, and, a, and he was buried at the top of the hill where he said that he wanted to be buried. Oh, wow. It was really weird. That is weird. So I'm going to go into the Whitewater Anderson Library. So to add to the witchy vibe to the city, uh, Whitewater's Anderson Library has an infamous reputation of its own. For years, stories have circulated about a mystifying and ominous book locked into in the basement of the library in the special collection section. Rumors, rumors say that the dark contents of the book had driven three students and a professor to kill themselves. According to the legend, one person who borrowed the book was even driven to a mental institution. I don't I couldn't find anything about that person, though. I wonder what's in the book. Yeah. So due to all the oddities of the things that happened to people who read the book, it is now hidden under lock and key. And if you ask to see the book, you from being in the school, you will be expelled, apparently which is pretty harsh, like a simple no <laughs> would suffice, I guess. Yeah, that's really harsh. Like, just get out. Yeah, just leave. <laughs> um, so a quote from the staff states, the only locked book we own is actually a Catholic... Hi- I don't know how to say this word. Himmel? Heimel? Hymnal. Hymnal? Yep. Okay. We think the stories about it come from the fact that up... Until 1989, 100 years after the Morris Pratt Institute was founded, the storage was used for the book was a locked cage because it's the only storage unit we had. A locked book in special collections got this image of being dangerous. 
However, none of the people who had ever talked about this Catholic hymnal mm-hmm. have given us a publisher, a title, and no date, nothing. Uh, it is unknown if the mysterious book remained unlabeled for a reason or by coincidence. Interesting. If you go there, this is what I read, they will deny that there is even a book. Okay. Um, I did see a picture of it, though, and it was like an old-timey book, and there was like a chain around it, so it's like, why? If it was such a nonchalant book, why yeah. wouldn't you just be like, here it is? Right. Yeah, like, these stories don't mean anything. Here's exactly. the book. Yeah, exactly. Why would you have a chain around it unless you were worried it was going to open itself? <laughs> right, yeah, that, that'd be a whole thing. <laughs> Um, so another interesting fact about the city of Whitewater is that the only three cemeteries that it has, the Calvary Cemetery, which sits on the northern edge of campus, uh, Oak Grove Cemetery located up on a hill near the Washington Elementary School on the east side of town and Hillside Cemetery adjacent to Cravath Lake are positioned in the shape of a perfect isosceles triangle. So it it is said that the triangle can be connected to witchcraft practices. I looked at the map and it definitely is placed in the middle of a perfect triangle. So it does perpetuate the eerie tales associated with white water. That's fun. Mm-hmm. It was like <laughs> this and here was the town. Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting. The location of the town and cemeteries isn't the only peculiar thing about it. There are several stories linked to the graveyards, such as the instance in 1970 when the coffin of a little girl from one of the local cemeteries was mysteriously located to the nearby college campus during a Halloween week. Legend says that the grave of an axe-murdering witch by the name of Mary Worth is located in the Oak Grove Cemetery. It is said that she not only cursed the town, but she was executed for her crimes but may have been the inspiration for a certain Bloody Mary. Mm. It is said that she continues to haunt the tombstones and can sometimes be seen walking around the graveyard on Halloween Eve. Here's another story of uh, basically a a murder in this town that was pretty infamous. Uh, It's about Nellie Horan. Between the years of 1882 or 1884, I don't know why they couldn't nail down the year, but that's what I got. (laughs) Uh, Nellie was suspected of murdering her parents and siblings by strychnine poisoning. Local authorities at the time suspected that the cause of the deaths was that someone was out to get the family, so they didn't suspect it was an inside job. However, in 19... I'm sorry, in November of 1884, Nellie's sister, Anna, changed that. It was confirmed that a witness reported seeing Nellie purchase rat poison just a few days earlier at the drugstore. This this postponed the funeral preparations and an autopsy revealed a strychnine uh, residue in the stomachs of Nellie's parents and her siblings. In February of 1885, Nellie was charged and stood trial for the murders of her family members. She admitted to buying the poison to kill rats at the office uh, of the Whitewater Register where where she worked. Um, Her testimony was convincing enough and she was acquitted due to the clear evidence of it. She lived a long life, well into her 70s, and now is buried in the Calvary Cemetery, so it just gives it like another spooky vibe. Yeah, because they thought she was a murderer, but then she got off. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Why was somebody out to get their family? I wonder. It seems like a lot to do. It, they knew it was her. I don't. I don't think that they. <laughs> it was like you came up with a good story. Yeah. Go okay. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it must have been. You can pin things very well on people back then. I mean, it was like 1880s, so. Yeah, it's not like there was any kind of forensics. All you see, all there was was I somebody mean, saying, she bought rat poison, and then that's all they had basically off of. But it, it was coincidental that she bought it, mm-hmm. and then they died. Yeah. 
Um, there is another story. It's about the Poison Widow. There used to be a farm that belonged to Myrtle Shod. She was more commonly known as the Poison Widow. For 18 years, Myrtle was regarded as a model mother and a standby in her church. On the farm, she helped her husband in the field as well. Uh, both Myrtle and her husband would board students attending state normal school for extra money. It's sort of like a, a side hustle for them. However, Myrtle wasn't only in it for the money. She was also falling in love with one of the young men named Ernst Kafal. On March 18, 1922, her husband Edward died and was buried in Hillside Cemetery. The coroner attributed Edward's death to a stomach flu. Everyone was sympathetic towards Myrtle as she was now a widow. But she, but what everyone did not know is that she was the one who slipped some strychnine into her husband's prune juice, ultimately killing him. Yep. Ernst, uh, Ernst transferred to a different campus and eventually moved to a farm in Minnesota. He, uh, Myrtle and him continued to write making plans for her to join him and to get married. His letters hinted that Myrtle's children would not be welcomed. Seeing as how she's a terrible and murderous person, she thought to herself, well, that won't be a problem. In September 1923, Myrtle borrowed her neighbor's vehicle and took her kids, Ralph, who was 16, Delbert, who was 12 and I, i've never heard of delbert before Me either it's kind of cute um may who was nine and lawrence who was five on a leisurely drive into the country she gave each child a bonbon filled with strychnine which she sent her own children into convulsions oh my god uh ralph her 16 year old son who was driving the car crashed it as he lost all control of himself she then started to regret, regret what she uh, had just done and reach into her the mouths of her children to remove the poison candy. So Ralph refused to spit it out because he wanted to... I don't know what possessed him to not... I think he was like, I'm not scared type of reaction yeah. to it. Uh, so then she ended up rushing him to the hospital and he did end up recovering. Uh, Myrtle told police she had received the candy from a door-to-door salesman from Milwaukee, and then they la- they launched a manhunt, but the district attorney wasn't buying Myrtle's story. He eventually got a confession from her. Investigators exhumed Edward's body, and the autopsy revealed Myrtle's handiwork. She was found guilty and sentenced to upon prison. However, on January 3rd, 1929, Wisconsin Governor Fred Zimmerman pardoned Myrtle Shaw after only serving five years out of her 20-year sentence. She apparently was able to charm her way out and started a new family in Illinois. Like new kids and everything? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. She must have had a way with people. I don't know. She must have. <laughs> yeah. Was she like gorgeous? I've seen a picture. It's very old timey, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know. She she looked old timey to me. <laughs> I don't know. I not my type. No, no. <laughs> so there is another legend. It's the Whitewater Star and Park, and if the institute, the library, the cemeteries. And the people were not convincing enough that there are spooky stories and that this place has a rich, spooky background. I got more for you. Awesome. Uh, It is said that witches used to perform nightly rituals around the park stone tower. And eventually an iron fence was built around the tower, only upping the eerie factor since it features barbed wire spikes that point inward which make it seem as if the fence is meant to keep something in as opposed to keeping people out. Yeah. Yeah. So they just not know how to build a fence? <clears throat> I don't know. That's why everybody's like, what the hell's going on here? That's interesting. Mm-hmm. It's said that on Halloween Eve, you can also see witches or ghosts outside of the tower at night. Not far from the tower is Wells Hall, which has its own haunting pass as of... Everything else wasn't enough. 
1981, a group of sorority sisters of the Alpha Sigma sorority heard strange noises coming from the building's basement while they ate dinner together. My thought is, like, these white people just want to go, like, <laughs> searching for weird things that will, like, probably kill you. It's o- it's always the white people that are like, I'll go check it out. That's probably the most white thing about me. <laughs> I'm like, I'll be like, creepy going on, like, bear. But you're interest, you're you're fascinated <laughs> with it. Where these these girls were like, I what was that? Let's go look. You know, I can't see them being like, ooh, that's spooky. Let's go take a look. Oh, I get what you're saying. Right? Yeah, there's definitely a difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They would, like, run into a room full of chainsaws. <laughs> right. And then they'd be, like, screaming, like, what did we do? Why did we do this? And you'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> right. I'd be talking to the ghost, like, what's up? Yeah. They finally talked to one of you. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> um, no. They they went for it. Uh, so upon entering the basement, it was discovered that bricks had been removed from the floor and scattered all about, revealing a hidden entrance leading into a tunnel. Legend has it that the tunnel was part of an underground system which allowed witches to move about the town to the oldest mansion sides homes without being spotted by civilians. In one article, it said without being spotted by mortals. And I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> so the witches were immortal in this version that was my of note. the story. That was my note. It's like, I didn't know that witches were immortal, but I'm learning new things every day. You never know. Uh, one of the strangest and most recent occurrences happened in 1992 on the beach near Whitewater. The story goes that three students witnessed some type of late night ritual, which uh, made a huge object rising from the lake appear. Mm. I would literally shit my pants. <laughs> uh, that I would not be okay with that. Um, so I can go into that right now. A few miles south of the city of Whitewater Lake in 1923, fishermen claimed that they were... Oh, this might be a different occurrence. So I'll go into this occurrence and then I'll tell you about a different one. Okay. Uh, they claimed that they experienced a large creature with tentacles overturned their boat and dragged them under into the water. They stated that they fought against it and eventually broke free, but found themselves covered in small bite marks. I have seen, um, it's, I I think it's River Monsters, where there is, like, a place where somebody said that there was some sort of monster that was living in the water, and it was, like, a gigantic squid. Yeah, that's what I was picturing. Yeah. Because they have really sharp teeth. They do. Yeah. And obviously the little, the the bites might have been like the suckers maybe. Mm-hmm. So it could happen. Like they exist. Yeah. Uh, other residents of Whitewater also tell the story of a series of strange unspecified events that happened over the summer of 1944. So that's 20 years from the original incident. The locals decided to put an end to the creature and gathered at a small cemetery where they are said to have dug up all of the coffins there that were buried vertically in the ground. Apparently, they did not (laughs) want horizontal coffins. They brought the coffins back to the lake, weighted them down with rocks, and then threw them in. Oh. Somehow, what they did put an end to the strange occurrences. In 1992, um... There was an additional three Whitewater students who were renting a house. Oh, this is my other story. I'm I'm jumping into that. Uh, They were renting a house on the lake and stumbled upon a late night ritual being performed on the beach by four men dressed in strange black clothes. The three students witnessed the men chanting and swaying. At first, the students just thought that the men were drunk, which Mm -hmm. is rational right but then a thick fog rolled in from the lake and a green light glowed through it Mm. one of the students who stood witness to all of this stated we heard the water start splashing and this big gurgling noise came out we all just looked at each other but when we heard the slurping sound and saw something coming out of the water we ran like hell (laughs) smart yeah (laughs) 
these are the smart white people. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we're not dealing with this. Yeah, no. I don't know what this is, Mm-mm. but this is too much. Yeah. Like, the green fog would have been it for me. No, so. the men would have been it for me. Nothing good like, comes from... What you doing? <laughs> no, and then they turn on you, and then they start doing this, like, weird chant to you, and I'm not, I'm not in for that. No. So, the students, due to being scared, wish to remain uh, unidentified and had their names withheld from the reports. And there was another unrelated resident also witnessed the incident and called the police. They weren't able to respond right away, but by the time that they arrived in the morning, the men were gone. The only thing that indicated that something happened on the beach that night was the remains of the ritual which included small bones and rocks arranged in a strange pattern in the sand. The investigating officers suspected it was cult-like activity given that they found and given what they found and due to its prevalence in an area just a few miles away where the beast of Bray Road was terrifying residents at the Elkhorn community around that same time. And that's a whole other episode, the beast mm-hmm. of Bray Road. I don't know about that one either. We're going to have to get into that. The Whitewater Register wrote in 1972, we cannot be certain. However, the legend surrounding the Pratt Institute will be alive in Whitewater for many years to come, indicating that the events might stem from whatever took place inside the Institute. Which I may, I don't know. What if they open like some sort of portal or something? Maybe. Maybe they just brought a baby squid and threw it in the water and it got big. Oh, that'd be so cute. It's like, this is Jeffrey. Jeffrey, be free. <laughs> and then he grew into a giant monster. Yeah. Well, trying that, to sink ships. Well, it's not Jeffrey's fault. It's not. He um, just wants to eat people. Yeah, well, he's hungry. If you are a spooky witchy babe, uh, the Whitewater Spirit Tour is perfect for you. They offer spirit-related stories and behind-the-scenes access to explore haunted sites throughout Whitewater. They do tours of the most famous haunted sites that are usually closed to the public, including the Whitewater Tower, or I'm sorry, the Water Tower at Sarin Park, aka the Witch's Tower. Mary Worth's Crypt at Hillside Cemetery, Calvary Cemetery. Hmm. I don't know which one is which. Um, and then the UW campus. And then the final resting place of Nellie Horan's family. The link, if you are interested in going, is in the show notes. And they do tours on October 15th and the 16th, fitting for the Halloween season. Nice. So, if you are from... Whitewater, um, go to UW Whitewater, have been there and experienced some paranormal or witchy, I don't know, yeah. experience. Let us know in a center tale. Yeah. Hauntings, mm-hmm. giant squid monsters. Yeah. I, I love squid stories. So give me all your squid Strange stories. Men chanting at the beach. Yeah. That's a good one too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, that is the story, or I guess the the rich, if you will, history of the White Water, the second Salem in Wisconsin. That's awesome. You did a great job. And okay. I did not know about all of these stories in White Water. Me neither. I just Googled witches in Wisconsin, and then all of a sudden it's like, White Water this and White Water that. I'm like, what the hell? Like, they even have, like, banners in White Water. Like, you know how we do downtown like on the light post. Yeah. They have that and it's like Second Salem and there's like a little witch and I don't know if they have that year round, but I thought mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. That is really cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. We didn't even talk about our topics, but mine is a spooky one today too. Oh. <laughs> let's get it. We're, We're on the same wavelength today. We are. Okay, I'm going to tell the story of Kate Blood. Are you familiar with her? Yes. Yes? Okay. So my sources for this episode are The Pulse Crescent and Wisconsin Haunts. They have a YouTube channel. Hmm. It's very interesting. Okay. It's like a group of young people and they go check out paranormal activity. That's cool. Yeah, so I'm going to put the 
uh, link in the show notes in case anybody wants to watch their video about this because it was and creepy. Yeah. So if you're from Appleton area, Fox Valley area, you've probably heard of Kate Blood. She has become an urge, an urban legend. <laughs> an urge. I urge. <laughs> It, she is an urge. <laughs> she became an urban legend after her death. Um, her grave site is at Riverside Cemetery in Appleton, and it is said to be haunted. Mm-hmm. There have been at least hundreds of reports of people seeing an apparition near her tombstone. It's also said on the night of that blood oozes from her tombstone. I have heard that. Have you ever been there? Mm-hmm. Drunkenly and soberly. Okay. <laughs> At the end, I'm going to ask you about your experiences. It's not. It's not anything, honestly. I'm going to no. let you down. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so her gravesite is located off on its own in a wooded area on a bluff of the Fox River. So it's separated from the rest of the graves at the cemetery. Yeah. And to get to it, you have to walk down a sloped trail that's chained off from vehicle traffic, or you can access it from a trail in Peabody Park. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people who have investigated different theories to try and determine how the hauntings began. Yeah. So, a lot of the stories are crazy. Yeah. Kate Blood was one of the first children born in the Appleton area, and she was the daughter of an influential settler. So some stories say that Kate Blood killed her husband and children with an axe. And she was a witch in this version of the story, too. She's a witch who murdered her family with an axe. Why do witches always have axes? I don't know. Like, what else did they have back in the day, though? Yeah, I would only think an axe and maybe a knife. And poison. Poison. I would Poison's always, not as dramatic of a story, though. That's what I'm going to... Yeah, I was just about to say, I would always pick an axe over poison. Yeah. Especially if I'm angry. <laughs> right? Maybe all the witches were angry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't piss them off. So, this story, even though this is the story that gets spread around everywhere, it's not hard to disprove if you just look at the tombstone, headstone. Yeah. Yeah. Because her husband outlived her by 42 years. Yeah. Yes. I don't people don't realize that because I've heard that story from everybody and their aunt. So it's like, yeah, it's such a common story to hear. I'm like, do you really know, though? No, her I husband's don't. like right over there. Yeah. Right. He's in there, too. Right. Yeah. His name is on her tombstone, too. Oh, yeah. And it says the years right on there. Yep. And other stories say she was murdered by her husband. A lot of stories say there was witchcraft involved. Hmm. And these stories say that her gravestone was put away from all of the rest to hide her misdeeds from the world. That's why oh. she's off in the corner by herself. That's rude. It is rude. This whole <laughs> legend is kind of rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the real Kate Blood was known in the community as Kitty. Hmm. Her father was a prominent leader in the community and her husband was an editor for the Appleton Post. One thing I found interesting in this story is that Back in the day, there was an Appleton Post and an Appleton Crescent. So when did they become the Post Crescent? Oh, that is a really good... rivalry, and then they merged one day. That's the best thing you can do. Like, put your differences aside, join forces, corner mm-hmm. the market. Yeah, exactly. Also, side note, kitty blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Blood used to be a really common european last name no yeah i would love that last name me too i got stuck with the i'm not even gonna say it never <laughs> wow i'm just out here exposing myself <laughs> i think blood is a great last name i want it back in the day in appleton a lot of the people used to be bloods not like gangster bloods <laughs> but like the last name blood wow i did not know that i didn't either So her father, Henry Blood, was one of the four people who laid out the plots for the city and for the Lawrence Institute, which is now Lawrence University. Mm. He also built the first shanty. I forgot to look up what a shanty is. Do you know what a shanty is? Uh, I always think of shanty. Ooh, that was really loud. I always think of (laughs) shanty towns, like as in people just like like, building shanty. 
when I was writing this, my son was sitting next to me. He's like, what's that shanty? I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to look it up in a minute. And then a small, it. crudely built shack. Mm. So just a little shack. Okay. They, people got to be like interesting and say shanty instead. It's a fun word. It is a fun word. So he built the first one in Appleton in 1848. And then he was later named Grand Chute's first town chairman. And he even helped pull all the stumps from what is now College Avenue. Oh, wow. Yeah. Look at the history. I know. We're all about history today. Yeah, I like history. Especially if it's like witchy ex-murdering history. Mm. Jake, (laughs) my husband will watch like World War history. Yeah, that's not the kind of history I like. And I'm just like sobbing in the background. And right. I'm like, I can't handle this. <laughs> no, I like like the spooky yeah, or like that's the, the town getting built. It's kind of fun. Yeah, for sure. So Kate did not die some mysterious death, even though that was more fun for people to assume. Mm-hmm. She contracted tuberculosis at age 23, and then she headed south to go stay with her family. And she made it to lawrence kansas and then she died oh so then they put her on the train back to appleton so when she died the whole community was heartbroken yeah so they even said the appleton crescent even though that was the rival of her paper her husband worked for they even wrote up an article about her because she was so popular in the community oh that's so sweet she was like one of the most loving giving people yeah, and when she died, she left behind a two-year-old daughter. Oh, God. I know. So a lot of researchers believe that her having the last name Blood is the cause of the tales of the hauntings. Even yeah. though when she was married, they still put her maiden name on her tombstone. Oh, I think, that is interesting. I'm guessing it's because her family was prominent. Oh, that does make sense, right? Maybe her husband, you know, he was just a writer. Not even a hyphen, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, not even a hyphen. <laughs> and that, in combination with the somewhat hidden location of her grave, makes the whole thing just feel kind of eerie. Yeah. But they said her gravesite was most likely chosen because they had just started the cemetery. Oh. And it was in, like, a prime location, like, where you would bury somebody that was very popular because it was on top of the mm-hmm. thing on the river bluff yeah. so she would be overlooking the river that is sweet and nobody else would be there it was supposed to be to honor her and wow and we're shitting all over her yeah uh, so many community members do not like the stories surrounding a beloved member of the community and they work hard to stop them oh. but others still swear her gravesite is haunted i found it interesting there's been like articles in the paper there's been news reports there's been like facebook things trying to like debunk all these myths about her because some people get really upset about it well i mean if i if my friend was buried out there and like they made up this weird story i'd be like y'all are tripping i want the weird stories (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay (laughs) i think she was an axe murdering witch like cool yeah I guess that's cool. (laughs) (laughs) But, so, other people will still say it's haunted. Okay. Even though, like, these stories aren't true. Whatever. So, one person on Facebook said, and this was said by other people, that they feel heat radiating from the gravestone. But then when they touch it, it's ice cold. Like, they feel heat in the area around it. Yeah. Yeah. And... It does seem to be a common report that her grave is warmer than all of the other ones around her. Is that said by, like, credible people? I don't know. They're on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure if they're credible or not. Yeah. Others report finding odd red marks at her grave. Ooh. And others report hearing the voices of children playing. So I have heard that at the cemetery, but the cemetery is also located near the park. Yeah, yeah. So Was it during the day? Yes. Okay, so, yeah. But there could be kid ghosts at the cemetery. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So who knows? Yeah. I, don't, I think it's unrelated to her, though. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. 
So the most prominent story is, of course, the one of blood oozing from the headstone. People say this only happens when the headstone is lit up by the full moon light. Hmm. So if you go there under a full moon, you'll start to see some liquid oozing out. And if you get close, you'll see that it's red and it's blood. And I'm guessing that's why people say her area is hot because it's like filled with blood. Oh, Jesus. So creepy. Yeah. It was true. (laughs) So if you step back and check out the surroundings, you might see an apparition floating between the trees. Okay. While I was doing the research, I found that YouTube channel I was talking about called Wisconsin Haunts. So the group behind Wisconsin Haunts acknowledges that the legends behind Kate's death are false. Which I appreciated. They're like, yeah, these stories suck. But we still want to check out the area and see if there's any paranormal activity that we can experience. It's still a cemetery. Like, I'm not Mm -hmm. disputing that. So it could be, like, weird occurrences there. Yeah, for sure. So almost immediately they recorded the voice of a child. Like, when they were walking up to her gravesite, there was a voice of a child. And people try to debunk it, like, oh, well, the park is right there. But they did check their surroundings to see if there's any children in the area, and they didn't see any. Mm. And you can see that all on the video. Okay. And the team, oh, like I said, the team investigated to see if there's any kids. And they show pictures. People leave all this random stuff at her gravesite, and it looks like people do rituals there. They're oh. just like... A bowl on top of it and, like, a doll head. Doll heads creep me out. There's a doll head on the ground next to it. Oh, no. I remember I I lived in uh, the Nina area at one point. And there was this house that had, like, like a fenced-in front yard. And Mm -hmm. the fences were, like, those really sharp, like, posts that just stick up that were metal. Yeah. And they would have, like, doll heads, like, baby doll heads, like, like sticking from the tops of it that's so fucking creepy it's so gross and like the the lawn in front of the house was covered in like trash and just like barbie dolls that were all like fucked up and it's like these people are weird and then they they had like a dog just sitting in like the corner i'm like i don't like that you have this dog that's my concern me either yuck yeah so while the team was there, they tried to get some EMF readings to show any evidence of paranormal activity. This was during the day. And they didn't get anything. They are like, touch the thing, make it light up if you're here. During the day, they didn't get anything to show up. Okay. But they did keep hearing kids. Which is creepy. Yeah, I don't fuck with kids. Ghost kids. No, ghost kids, you just never know what they're going to do. Yeah. Next, they try to communicate with some ghost box thing, spirit box. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. And they got the words machine, clear, and coming. Weird. Okay. Weird. Random. Yeah. Made no sense. Yeah. But this part was interesting. The batteries in the camera suddenly went dead. Hmm. And the guy was like, "Did are they old? And she was like, no, we just replaced them. Hmm. So, that was just a little random interesting thing. Yeah. So, the team left and planned to head back at night. But it should be noted that the cemetery does close at sunset. Mm. Some people on Reddit think that this is, like, to hide something. They're closing at sunset to hide something. But I think, don't all the cemeteries in Wisconsin close at sunset? I don't know. I would assume, like, that they have closing hours yeah for safety reasons like you could trip over a fucking grave or like a tombstone <laughs> right and to avoid vandalism We're, oh yeah that too like i don't want a bunch of teenagers in here knocking stuff over having sex all over the place <laughs> <laughs> just goth kids all yeah. over the cemetery <laughs> so if you're not familiar with the riverside cemetery it is huge and it would be mm-hmm. really scary to walk across the whole place in the dark. I have. Was it scary? I was drunk. Were you still scared or no? Kind of, Or yeah. you had drunk power? I had slight drunk power, but I also knew that it was a scary place to be. Yeah. I can see that. Mm-hmm. So then when they went back there at night, they tried to use the EMF detector again and while they were doing that, the night mission camera went off, and it did catch a picture of an orb. Mm. 
And then they used the spirit box, and their team heard someone trying to talk. Oh, God. And they said, Kitty told me. <gasps> no! And then one of the people said, can you repeat that? Because the, the guy that's doing this was talking at the same time. Oh. So they kind of talked over each other. So she was like, can you repeat that? Yeah. And the male voice said, forget it. <gasps> no! Like, super annoyed. Yeah. Forget it. And then she said something else and said, whatever. No. That <laughs> was a very snarky ghost. Um, yeah, seriously. It's over it. You had your chance. Exactly. Like, you were talking. I was talking. I'm done with you. Yeah. <laughs> and then a female spirit voice came on and said, it's Kitty. No. And then she said, it's all okay. Because they were saying, like, we feel bad about these stories. And we just wanted to see, like, if you're really here. And she said, it's all okay. Is that like, you said there was a video of this. Yeah, there's a video of this on YouTube. And you can hear it. You can hear it. Ah! Yep. But of course, like, these sounds are all open to interpretation. Sure. This is what they said it was saying. And, like, once people say, like, this sounds like this, then that's what you hear. All you can hear. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then she said, are you almost done? (gasps) What? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, everybody everybody this is there cool, was... but can you go now? Yeah, they're trying to rest, people. <laughs> so then they use dousing rods. Are you familiar with dousing rods? No. Okay, so they're like these two little kind of L-shaped sticks, metal rod stick things, and you hold like the short part in your hand loosely, and then the spirits are supposed to be able to move them, and they can say yes or no. Like, move it this way for no, move it this way for yes. Okay, okay. Okay, so when they were using dousing rods, you can definitely see them moving, Ooh. and they're asking questions, and they're like, at this point, they think they're talking to Kitty because she was the last one on the spirit box. Right. So they said, are you the cloaked figure that people have been seeing in the cemetery? And the dousing rod said, no. And they said, is there a cloaked figure that people are seeing in the cemetery? And she said, yes. And then... Another spirit tried to take over the dousing rods. How how can they determine that? Because um, they said, like, they said something, and then they were asking if it was still Kitty, and it said no. Ooh. And then the lady that was holding them was saying like, she was getting a really bad feeling. Oh, no. And she told it to go away. Like, we don't want any evil energy here. Yeah. And it said no. <gasps> no. And moved the dousing rod said no. And no. the look of panic on her face. No. I, okay, we're going to watch this video right after, <laughs> right after this. I need to see. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. So then the lady, like, shook them off. And she said she just wanted to communicate with Kitty. Yeah. So they asked if Kitty was back, and she said yes, and she asked if the cloaked figure was evil and wanted to do something to them, and she said yes. Uh, And they said, should we leave now? And she said yes. Oh, God. No! Yeah. So the team ended up leaving. (laughs) Like, we need to go. Yeah, that's really, really smart. Yeah. They asked her, like, if this is you, can you, like, look out for us until we get out of here? Yeah. And she said yes. So they're like, okay, we're going to go. See, like she's Peace getting su- out. She's getting such a bad rap, but like she's out here being kind even in the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So still like worrying about their feelings. Like it's okay. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I would be scaring people for irritating me. <laughs> I would just be catching up on so much sleep. I would. I would want to punk people. That's what I yeah, want to do. That would be fun. Yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. So, the team ended up leaving, and they came to the conclusion that the story behind Cape Blood was clearly false, but the hauntings, whether it's her or not, are real. They do think that it was her, but they don't think it's her scaring people. They think, like, the apparition that people are seeing up in the trees is probably her. In the trees? Did you say that before? Yeah, like, if you look up in... The tree line, you can see, because they show a picture of an orb up there. It's like a blue. Oh. So it's like a peaceful, happy orb. Oh, okay, okay. And they said people who see an apparition up there a lot, they think that's probably her. Because she's super chill. Yeah. But there is an evil energy, a cloaked figure that wanders around the cemetery. Yeah. I wonder who else is there that is fucked up. I bet a whole bunch of people. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> we have a lot of killers in our area. <laughs> yeah. People don't realize it, but Wisconsin's fucked up. They do when they listen to our podcast and then we scare them. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> and to me, I'm like, of course, there's more than one spirit. Yeah. Especially since this cemetery is from the 1800s. Right. Yeah. So I have been to see Kate Blood's grave one time. I went in the middle of the day. I didn't sense any like weird, scary energy there or anything. I thought it was really peaceful because it's tucked away from everything else. Yeah. Like you can hear the river flowing in the background. Mm -hmm. The whole thing has seemed really serene to me. I think that what you said about her placement before of um, they wanted to give her like a special spot. Mm-hmm. I think that is why she's separated. Yeah. And maybe like they thought going down because it's like down a little slope and then it's like around the corner. Yeah. And I maybe they thought to themselves, well, this isn't a practical way to go like to a cemetery mm-hmm. when there's like ground above that. Yeah. So. And I think back in like the 1800s, early 1900s, people used to use cemeteries to like go and sit with oh, their loved ones yeah. that they lost. Like they would have picnics at the cemetery. Yeah. It's not like now we just like put people there and we're like, yeah, we're not coming back. Right. Yeah. So she got like <laughs> prime real estate is what they gave her. Yeah. It was a great place if her family wanted to like sit around and talk to her. And- Seriously. Yeah. Because it's really peaceful there. People weren't always there investigating hauntings. It'd be a calm place to go. Right. Right. When I went, I was on lunch break from work and I had heels on, so I had to take them off and walk barefoot down the hill. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really funny. I'm I'm glad that you still like. We're like heels aren't going to stop me. I'm still going to go. Of course, yeah, never stop me. So that's my story. Okay, All so right. you didn't experience anything crazy no, either. No, I I don't think so. I think I was just like really out of it and then kind of like i'm in a cemetery and it's 11 o'clock and it's like really dark and that's why i'm scared Mm -hmm. i didn't i don't think i was in like the right mindset to even pick up anything anyways that's true so i would rule me out okay that's fair (laughs) um yeah that was a great i'm glad that you went into that um Rest in peace, Cape Blood. You deserve yeah. it. Not all this other shit that people were talking about. Hopefully people will leave her alone one day. Yeah, I hope so too. I hate that people are like going there to do some some shit. Like what you said that there is like a bowl and like a mm-hmm. like a doll head there. It's like shit, just leave her alone. Yeah. When I was there there wasn't anything there. I bet they clean it up. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. I would think so. While I was talking about this and I said about the murders in Wisconsin, that reminded me of our uh, review that we had missed. Yes, I literally was just thinking that and I was going to segue into that. Go for it. Well, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We got a wonderful review um, back in October, which we totally, (laughs) we've been begging everybody pleading if you will to get these reviews and here we are sitting on one and we never gave it attention so thank you so much i'm gonna butcher this hi diminish tried my best uh they gave us five stars and said love it should i read the whole thing yeah okay a uh, great new wisconsin-based true crime podcast love hearing local stories kind of it's a also a bit anxiety inducing which i i love that part i literally started laughing when i read that me too so thank you so much for doing that we really appreciate it um and we hope that we get more reviews and more ratings so that we can go up in the podcast world do some i want to do some lives me too. I want to read your stories. So if you love us like we love you, rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah. Share us with your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Once we get bigger, then we can do some live shows and meet people and yeah. hear your stories. Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. We'd yeah. love to hear some listener tales. Yes. Yes, please. So all listens of wi at gmail.com. Yep. And then that's a wrap for me. How are me you feeling? Too. Okay. Good. Yeah, I think it's funny we both picked spooky stories today. I know it was it was really good because I said something about um, 
which one was it? The one Bloody Mary. Yeah. And then you did Cape Blood, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> I like that. It's like we we combined it, kind of. Not really. We were on top of film mm-hmm. without even trying. It's magical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. We, we love you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. All the Sins of Wisconsin was written, recorded, edited, and produced by Fallon and Mims. Thank you so much to all of our listeners, supporters, friends, and family that continually allow us to do what we love. If you love our show as much as we love you, please give us a glowing rating and review. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram to see what we are up to and email us your sinner tales at allthesinsofwi at gmail.com. Episodes of All the Sins of Wisconsin are available for free wherever you listen to podcasts. And don't Don't forget, forget, we we love you. you.